Soundscapes. A Mystic Soundscapes netcast. The latest news in the world of New Age music, concert updates, artist interviews, contests, and more. Presented by Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. Because life sounds better. Chill. And now, Escapes. Episode 28 of The Big Show for October 31st, 2007, Halloween. I was going to dress up, but my normal everyday looks are scary enough, so I'm going to pass on that. Have some candy for me, will you? Pete Havey here. Tim McGowan's on the show today talking about his brand new CD, Phenomena, his encounter with some unexplained phenomena, plus his suggestion for my ongoing challenge, getting these uh, Axe Body products to work. Yes, I'm still having problems, and no, I don't want to discuss it. Thank you. And a really quick music update before we uh, move on here. Musician Heath Vircher spilled the beans on the new CD he's working on. It's going to be called Love Story, and he plans on releasing it around February 2008. I'm assuming just in time for Valentine's Day. Also, watch for a Christmas album coming from Heath just in time for this year's season. All right, no top ten this time around. We're getting right to the interview. I talked with artist Tim McGowan in early October, and here you go. Enjoy. Tim McGowan weaves uplifting melodic instrumental music that's rich in texture and melody and yet subtle and haunting with a Celtic Scottish mood. He's Scotland's best kept secret. Tim McGowan's here today. Welcome back, Tim. Hey, Pete. How are you doing? Great, man. Great to have you back on the show. Great to be here. We uh, we last talked in, uh, gosh, it was episode number nine, I think, uh, about a year, over a year ago, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and you've got a brand new album out, Phenomena. Yes. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much for shipping that over and uh, letting me preview that thing. It was just a, a great, great listen. I've been uh, listening to it for the past several weeks. <laughs> great, no problem. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So tell me a little bit about Phenomena and the whole concept behind the album. Well, it came about is like when I was growing up and there was always something that fascinated me about certain thing, things like were, you know, unexplained, certain phenomena or myths and legends. And of course, being Scottish, I had heard about the Loch Ness Monster, more affectionately known as Nessie, first of all, before I could even talk, you right. know? <laughs> and then I heard about, like, you know, other phenomena, and you know, Bermuda Triangle was one of them, and I had caught my imagination, I'd read books about that. And then it was, like, UFOs and such like, but, you know, the little green men and flying saucers idea at the time seemed to be a bit you know, a wee bit far-fetched up for my thinking. <laughs> and uh, actually, in fact, um, there was a, a good friend of mine, a, a guitarist in a band that I used to play in in Scotland, and he was a believer in UFOs and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And I used to tease him all the time about it, you know, <laughs> and poke fun at him about it and was very cynical about it until uh, traveling home late one night, early morning after a gig, and I had an experience of my own. No, you're kinda, kidding me. Are you serious? Yeah, no, sure, and that changed my mind a little bit. You actually and, uh, saw a UFO? Yeah, well, you know, I don't usually talk about it, you know, to avoid giving people the impression that I'm a sandwich short of a picnic or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I did have an experience and it was really weird. In actual fact, um, in, you know, UFO folklore, um, everybody that's into that kind of thing knows of a place in Scotland called Bonnybridge. Okay. And it's supposed to be, I didn't know this at the time, this is just after I had this experience, I found out about it. Um, this 
place Bonnie Bridge in Scotland is supposed to be a hot spot, or it did have a what they call a flap, I think they call it, is when there's a lot of sightings and stuff like that uh, over a, p- a period of time. Right. And this place was the place that I happened to be driving by on the outskirts of this town, coming home very late one night from a gig. And it's it's in the middle of nowhere in Scotland, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere and there's a lot of um, trees around about you and it's, you know, a lot of hills and dips and stuff like that. And I right. was in my car on my own and the rest of the guys were in vehicles in front of me and I was kind of tailing behind them. And uh, I noticed this light out in front of me and I never thought much of it at first, you know, I thought just a plane or something like that. And then it started getting really, really bright and it looked as if it was coming closer, but... And I didn't notice any of the navigation lights that planes have, you know, the flashing red lights or whatever. And it was just this one bright light. And what was weird about it was, you're going to think I'm a complete gook. But <laughs> when I turned my car, you know, following the road, there was a windy little road down through Scotland, you know. Yeah. And when I turned the car to the right, you know, almost like, um, you know, like a 45 degree angle from where I was originally, the light was still in front of me. And then when I would take a bend to the left again, it, this light was always in, always in front of me. First of all, I automatically thought it's a, a light from inside the car reflecting on the windshield. Right. And, and that's what I'm seeing. So it persisted and it stayed there until I thought that, and I, I thought, right, the only way to test that is, is like I rolled down the window and I stuck my head out the window. Oh, God. So that, so that there wouldn't be any reflection, and it was still there in front of me, you know? All righty, that's, uh, that's spooky. It, it got brighter and brighter and brighter, and eventually the other guys in front of me on the other vehicles must have noticed it too, because slowly but surely they came to a stop, and I came to a stop behind them, and I get out my car, and I'm watching this thing coming closer and closer until it was, like, right above me, and I'm talking like it must have been about, I would say, 40, 50 feet above me, just right. this real bright light. But the next weirdest thing about it was there was no sound of an engine. Oh, jeez. It was just this light. And I sat and watched it for like about 30 seconds or something, and it grew really, really bright. And then just all of a sudden, gone. We're talking X-Files here. Yeah, it was it was freaky, man, because, you know, all this time I had been making fun of the guy in the band about it. <laughs> and being a total non-believer and like after it disappeared he ran up and he says well what do you think now you know <laughs> <laughs> I says well you know Shug, I have to apologize to you for like ripping the you know <laughs> that's great oh man <laughs> yeah that was weird I used to travel that road a lot um, after that going to various venues that I used to play in with the band up in Scotland uh-huh. and there was a couple of times after that I did see other things that was weird as well Boy. and then actually the mayor of the town of Bonnybridge started writing letters to you know the main government because he was getting so many letters from the residents of Bonnybridge asking him what are all these bright lights that we're seeing and all this weird stuff that's going on Wow! and to try and calm the situation and put an end to it he, he wanted you know the government to look into it and find out what it was people were seeing right that's later on how i found out about you know it was bonnie bridge and all this and of course know. the government probably didn't say anything back right no they, <laughs> they never said anything and it was like yeah. you know the usual response there are friends of the aliens and we're just stealing people to do tests on them yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> but i didn't see any floating cows or anything like that you well, know? that's good and, and i must add 
I was perfectly sober as well. You know? <laughs> yes, that was my next question. So that's that's good to know. <laughs> you know, so that and 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 you know other phenomena as well, like ghosts and stuff like that. Which with the amount of old places and castles and stuff like that in Scotland, I've actually witnessed some freakiness going on there as well. All that early fascination to my own personal weird experiences. And then it was only natural to me to be inspired to write the music of the CD Phenomena Legends and Myths. I think, uh, I think the CD is, is a really great effort on your part, and it sounds fantastic. Tell me a little bit now about uh, the difference between Phenomena and uh, some of your other work, your previous works. Yeah, well, I try to um, open new doors in my music in each CD that I release, and I certainly make a conscious effort not to repeat myself, but yet still have a, how would you say, a certain style that I can call my own. Right. And I think Phenomena is a little less dramatic and a little more chill than, say, my last release, Kingdom. Although there are a few tracks on it that will lift you up and take your mind on an adventure, and then there are some that will probably, you know, take your mind on a vacation. Um, <laughs> so the, the the differences is there, and like other CDs that I hold dear, uh, like Lady of the Lake, which was very emotional. Um, emotional to the point that... <laughs> Someone actually told me that um, if they found anybody that couldn't feel anything from the music while listening to it, then they were already deceased. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'll agree with that. That's true. It is a very emotional album, that one, The Lady of the Lake. So each CD is like a different journey that explores different areas that make us, well, us, if you like. As far as the um, instrumentation on the album, have you done anything, uh, any new instrumentation on this one, or is it like you're saying, you just kind of reworked things and, and presented it in a different way? Um, not so much reworked, but I have used certain um, elements that are different. Um, instrumentation that is different from previous ones. Uh, I've used sounds which are more I probably believe more suited to a different genre of music more like um, you know techno or something like that but like completely chilled them right down right you know without the hard the harshness and the hardness right what I've done is I've taken those sounds and brought in the chill factor and the soundscape factor. I think I mentioned to you in an email before that uh, what I liked about this one too and and even with your previous one Kingdom um I like the way that you work the guitar in there because, yeah, you know, you, you think normally the electric guitar, you're going to do some hard rocking, and then you've just been able to completely turn that on its head and work it into kind of a chilled environment, and I love that sound. Thank you. Well, um, a lot of people have said how they'd like that sound as well, and I've kind of I've used it, and I've used it before very sparsely in uh, other albums, maybe like a track or two mm-hmm. at the very most, especially in Kingdom, um, like uh, The Long Journey Home, I used guitar right. more on that track. And then in the past, like on Lady of the Lake, it was more a processed kind of guitar sound that, didn't, that took away the harshness of the sound and made it more ethereal-like. But on this one, I just thought I'll just go for it and see how it sounds, you know? 
and there's a lot of kind of lead solo work in there that is generally not found in this type of music but I think I have you know tamed it enough that it sounds as if it fits in with it oh I agree with you I think and that's why I liked it so much is that you don't normally hear that in in art you know this right. type of genre um, that's what I mean by opening new doors and in, in, in the music and trying different things that normally you wouldn't find there or maybe wouldn't work right take you to uh, complete the album start to finish it seems like three years doesn't it since the last one <laughs> it does uh. but <laughs> I've had a lot of other projects in between writing and recording the tracks for Phenomena um, as you know the project burning in December that I've been involved in that took up a lot of my time and energy there but if I was to condense the time into actual time spent on just Phenomena I guess I would say it would be about six months to a year of that for listeners who don't know you are you are a member of Burning in December and that's more of an instrumental rock yeah, stuff yeah more melodic not? rock progressive rock right right and how is that band going how's everything going there yeah we've um, I've been doing a lot of shows with them out and about you know, just putting on a live show and really having a lot of fun with it and, you know, of course, promoting the um, No Way Out CD. And then just recently, we uh, recorded a live show and put that out on a CD. So, yeah, we've been doing a lot of work there, promoting and doing radio interviews and all, all that kind of stuff and just generally what goes along with it. But it's just been a lot of fun. That's great. I love the way you're you're working in different genres and, and it all just comes together for you, you know? It's just you're working your passions. <laughs> oh yeah, I think if you if you don't close yourself out to other other types of music and other genres, they can overlap somewhere and you can, you know, borrow ideas from one and make them into something else and another. Oh, I which agree. is basically what I think you were saying, you know, about certain elements of phenomena, you know, with the guitar work and stuff like that. Now, you also do a lot of graphics work. We talked about this last time you were on the show, and I'm assuming that you've done uh, the graphics for phenomena, right? Yeah, I did the, uh, the cover artwork and uh, the labels and all that kind of stuff, and the time spent doing the artwork for Phenomena and you know a shiny new web page to call its own with all the code for downloads and orders etc etc <laughs> on my website well, that was all included in the six months to the year working on the Phenomena CD as well love the website there's so much to, to see on your website and now your your MySpace page is, is pretty popular too these days isn't it yeah it's getting quite popular as well you getting a lot um, of connections through there yeah well to be honest I haven't really spent that much time on there but um, I decided that well everyone that's living and half living as it turns out has a MySpace page you know <laughs> yeah and I should at least have a presence there <laughs> that's but right. I have made some contacts in the music industry whether it be radio stations and labels etc etc right and of course you know some great fans from all over the world from you know Germany um, to France Japan UK here in America and Canada you know who just drop by for a listen and show some love for my music and leaving comments and stuff like that I've really had some great folks that are come by and willing to help promote me and my music through the website the MySpace website oh cool you know it's the kind of fans that money can't buy I mean I've even offered free downloads to many uh, 
of them for maybe like sticking my website banner on their profile page and many of them are just happy to help and don't really expect anything or even refuse to accept the free downloads that I offer them in return for for doing it and it's it's quite extraordinary it's a great resource it really is uh, there's a lot of artists on there a lot of uh, a lot of radio people and, and great resources to promote music on there are there any other uh, ways that you promote your music that you want to share with us uh, besides myspace there's a whole bunch of different um sites that you know i've uh, i have a presence on i probably could do a lot more but um you know, I can only do so much myself without having a meltdown. Right. <laughs> and uh, I've always had this problem with tooting my own horn and saying, hey, look at me, you know? Not, <laughs> not very good on the horn, Pete. A wee bit better on the keyboards, but... <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking I'm going to be maybe looking into uh, striking up a deal, see if I can strike up a deal with a music label that believes in what I do and are willing to help me out with the business end and the promotion to our mutual benefit and take a wee bit of a, a load off my shoulders. That's a good idea. So that I can concentrate on... On, more on making the music, you know. Right. Well, I had set up my own, as you know, Make Music International label for for releasing all my own stuff, and you know that's that that worked out great, you know. But as time goes on, and you look at the amount of time that is spent on you know the business end and the promotion and marketing and instead of actually writing music then if i hadn't had all that to deal with as well i'd probably have had a couple of cds maybe three cds out in the amount of time that i've got one out yeah you'd be cranking them out man there's so many ideas in my head and it's just a matter of getting them down you know making this available where can listeners grab the new CD um, right now it's on my website uh, www.musicinternational.com and uh, I just took delivery of the first batch of CDs from the company that I used to make them up from my master CD okay and so I will be sending them off to all the outlets and vendors and stocking them up uh, as well as getting the, the, the downloads um, available on the, the major download sites and of course downloads are also available on my website um, but they will be available on the official release through Amazon.com, CDBaby.com, Walmart, Target, you know all the usual sites right, right. Uh, and download sites like iTunes, Sony Connect etc. And all in all I think I have over 50 major music websites that it will be available on. That's great. And what I'm actually working on right now as well is I also have a list of over 3,000 music stores around the world that you can actually walk into and order my CD. Holy cow. And I'm working right now on making all that information available on my website where you can pick your country or your town or your state and a list of stores will pop up and tell you where you can get it at your local store. It's a nice I mean, feature. I already have it on the uh, Burning December website, and it's all the same stores. And now, like I say, with finishing phenomenon, I'm finding the time that I can get, get it on my own website and make that available, and that will be available very soon. Hey, have you heard about, uh, speaking of, you know, the digital downloads and stuff, have you seen the new Amazon MP3.com? Yeah, I saw that as well, and I'm, uh, I'm going to be... Uh, 
pursuing that one so that they're made available on Amazon downloads as well. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I love that just because I like as high a quality download as I can possibly get. And uh, I know iTunes has been uh, toying with that a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, increasing to, I think it's like 256K uh, music downloads. But uh, yeah. boy, I love that feature. So whenever you can yeah, get well, high quality. Yeah, um, that's the advantage of um, the 256. You know, it's, it's much better quality. And actually, downloads that you can get from my website, that's the quality that they are from my website. And up until now, unfortunately, you know, another uh, download sites they haven't been as high a quality as that and I think you know they haven't been as good getting them elsewhere depending on where you get them yeah exactly and I'm a bit of a, a phobe when it comes to that I want it to be the best it can be you know yep exactly uh, CD quality or or nothing you know that's right but I mean it's okay if you're if you're just going to throw it down onto like a an mp3 player like an iPod or something like that and you want to cram 300 million tracks on there then obviously right. the quality is going to go somewhat yeah you know that's that's definitely uh, the Amazon way is definitely something that I'll be pursuing You, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. You had me. <laughs> I've been listening to your uh, podcast, which I think are, are exceptionally good. By the way, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> you know, the humour is just my kind of humour. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was going to ask you, um, how are things working out with the axe? Oh, the axe. Oh, axe body spray. <laughs> the body spray. You know, man, I, I told I gave up on that. You were saying that you were having this problem and you thought it was like you could just like spray it on and then, you know, women would be dropping at your feet all right. over the place. You yeah, know? it's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, and I found that it's like, it's really more um, to your advantage if you wear a tight pair of leather pants and shove the axe can down the front of them. You know? <laughs> now that's something I haven't tried yet. Now that, okay. Spraying it on your body is optional too. But the tight leather pants and the axe can down the front of them, it's, I'm sure it's going to make a difference for you, Pete. You know, it probably will. Because <laughs> there's definitely not an axe can down there right now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks for that, uh, that uh, little tip there. I, I I guess, yeah, anything, anything I can do to help you out. You know, I guess I could give Axe one more chance. I'll, I'll do a little experiment, and then I'll kind of report back and let everybody know how it went. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be listening to future podcasts then to see how things have progressed. And Maybe I'll post a picture up on the website or something. Oh, no, 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 no please, no pictures. Yeah. No pictures. <laughs> That'll need a MySpace page of its own. Give me something else to think about for, for a minute to get that thought right out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomena. That's right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make MusicInternational.com, folks. Absolutely. So you can either download it from my website or you can purchase the CD from my website too. And also, um, if I could just say that when the page is activated with the Phenomena CD for, for order to you know have it delivered to your door, mm-hmm. I've also um, created another little package on there that I've been getting asked about, and it's a package called The Works. And there's going to be six CDs available all in the one package at a reduced price. Oh, wow. That will be there alongside Phenomena, which is uh, going to be a part of that package deal as well, just as a, 
a thank you to everybody for the wow. support. That's a great idea, Tim. I love that. So six full-length CDs available as a package, huh? Absolutely, and it's called The Works. Awesome, and that's mcmusicinternational.com. The CD is Phenomena. Tim McGowan, man, thank you so much for uh, being back on the show. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't ship me any haggis or anything in the mail, but I'm still waiting for that. Well... You know, telling you about it the last time, the, the silence that I was met when I was telling you about it, just, <laughs> you know, I gave it all away and I just didn't want you, you know, to feel that you hurt my feelings when you threw it straight in the garbage when I sent it to you. <laughs> well, I don't know, boy. If I have enough caffeine, I might actually just try that thing. Well, we'll I can tell you, um, ever since I spoke to you before about haggis and how disgusting it was, I've been re- refused entry back into Scotland from, uh, from the <laughs> Scottish Tourist Board. <laughs> they banned me for life. They don't want to have anything to do with Tim McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Tim, thanks so much for being here again, man. It's always great talking with you. Thank you, Pete, and thank you to everybody out there that listens to Mystic Soundscapes and drop by my website and show love. I love you all. Thank you very much. From the brand new CD Phenomena, this is Tim McGowan with Flight of the Dragon.
the Dragon. That's from the brand new CD, Phenomena, by Tim McGowan. Be sure to grab your copy today at mcmusicinternational.com. You'll find a link on the podcast webpage for this show. And visit Tim on MySpace at myspace.com slash Tim McGowan. Coming up on Escapes, a one-hour special edition packed with some great music for you. Watch for that soon. And our next show features the music of Terry Richardson and an interview with musician and now vocalist Peter Buffett. Thanks for tuning in. I know you enjoyed this episode so much, you're going to go back and listen to it over and over and over, so I'll, I'll let you get right to it. See you next episode for Escapes. I'm Pete Havey. Escapes.